Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. We'll start with your dad, obviously. Um, my only question about him is, I'm not going to pry, but is he okay? Is he good? Uh, yeah, I think he's good. You know, yeah. let the stuff roll off your back and, and move forward. He, he doesn't dwell unless we lost the game and he needs to get on some guys. But, you know, eventually you got to turn the page. So, no, I mean, honestly, I wasn't too involved in any of that stuff. He did his thing. I did yeah. my thing. And, and that was kind of that. But um, he's definitely pursuing some other stuff, whether it's TV or hopefully Ooh. a regular on the green light or, you know, whatever I mean, it may be. That is the electric Steve Belichick. On the Greenlight Podcast with Chris Long, hence the joke there at the end. Uh, he'll do a regular appearance on Greenlight. But he didn't rule out TV for Bill Belichick, which is interesting. What is Bill Belichick going to be up to this offseason? Still something we'd like the uh, the answer to, as what we've been asking for a while. he up to? I'd like to know. Uh, furthermore, are you starting to feel bad for Bill if you're four episodes into the Dynasty? Are you starting to feel bad? He's up there squirming and uncomfortable while everybody else is stabbing him in the back and shoveling dirt on his grave. Are you starting to feel bad? We can get into that in just a moment. But a couple of items here. Uh, if you're wondering what Alex Cora will be up to this season, in terms of uh, media obligations, it turns out he's going to be back on a uh, little old afternoon drive, uh, Jones hey, and Bego here on WEI. Hot off the presses. You excited? All right. 
right. You excited about that, Alex? Yeah, that's that's a bad one, right? <laughs> I mean, I I can't imagine the man's thrilled, but we'll be talking to him here. We're very thrilled about it. I'm excited about that. I can't wait for this. The yeah. two of you, I've only seen you in the same room once. It was during the Jimmy Fun. Yeah, and I waved to Cora. Yeah, not a lot of waving in my direction. He didn't acknowledge you. Nope, I don't no, 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 that's true. But now you know. Look, this is like me and Mac. But Chris Sale loved you. Me and Mac, yo, for sure. <laughs> me and Mac, best buds. Like me and Mac, really, we we really work through our stuff. I'm not sure. Have you like played football? I think we're no. gonna get a very similar question oh, from Alex Cora. The swerve there was that Mac turned on Arcan. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, no. Uh, if you want to be sinister, we could just say that I started uh, uh, giving Arcan all of the. I supplied Arcan with those yips questions to turn Mac against him. No, I come me. on. What is that? That was from Arcan's brain. That was a total Arcan. No, I want idea. no. Trust me, I want no responsibility for those questions. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a. Uh, but how about that? Or- Breaking news on Weei: Alex Cora will be joining the afternoon show. Jones and Mego. Maybe Arcan will be there some of the time. Maybe not. Who knows with that guy? Uh, I believe it's going to be Wednesdays. He's going to be joining us, which we're Beautiful. very excited about. How about that? Breaking news. You thought back from back from February break? We're breaking news left and right. Cannot uh, wait. Welcome back, Skipper. By the way, he hates when you call him that, so don't call him that. He does not. Skipper? Do not call yeah. him Skipper. Good news, I, I, I would never. Although now that I know that, maybe I'll, I'll back pocket <laughs> that. Uh, but good to know. Can you walk in the first really? day? When, Skipper, come on, Skipper. man. When we're at the Fenway studio, can you walk in in like full Red Sox uniform, <laughs> baseball pants? You know, as opposed to like the Dodgers Only. gear, the Blue Jays gear, whoever the Red Sox are playing that day. Only if it's the new pants. Oh, the see-throughs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, the I, there's no problem there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only if it's those. It's cool. I saw a guy's strike zone on Twitter. I'm very yeah. disturbed by that, but there's no problem <laughs> there with some, the pants. There were some hot picks on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, I. you can't unsee everything. Neat, I mean, that's what Shohei's genitals look honestly, like. Honestly, cool. what a bunch of babies these players are, uh, but neither here nor there. Okay, so that's Alex Cora. That's that news. Meanwhile, before we get further into Bill, how about this? Dakota Randall, also hot off the presses. Where is he now? No longer Nesson, but he's somewhere. Pro Football Network? Something like that. He's somewhere. Uh, he says, while at the Senior Bowl, the Vikings reportedly gauged the Patriots' interest in trading the number three pick in the NFL draft. Pro Football Network. So we were just talking about this. The teams that could move up, Falcons, Giants, Vikings, Raiders, and the Raiders at the Senior Bowl did gauge interest. Here's what he writes. Uh, what I was told, down in Mobile, there was a seed planted with New England by the Vikings. Uh and I guess, is he, Is he? I'm sorry, he's aggregating something that was said, right? Is this Tracy Wolfson? Who says this? Tracy Wolfson. Tracy Wolfson. Yeah, yes. I'm as new to this as you On are. On the Mackie and Judd podcast, I was looking at uh, what was dropped in here. I'm not suggesting talks have advanced. It was one of those, hey, we'll circle back to you at the Combine, which uh, begins tomorrow. Ooh. People are arriving today. This is what I'm talking about. Some sort of seed was planted in terms of, hey, is there any interest from you to move off that number three pick? Uh, Wolfson added, I'm not suggesting it's going to get done. I'm just saying... I was led to believe at some point the seed was planted down in Mobile. This is what people are missing about the Combine, okay? If you're wondering why I'm a dork about the Combine, it's not about, it is about hand files. But it's not (laughs) about your vertical leaps. It's not about your three-cone drills. It's about guys from the Vikings going to prime, having three martinis, spilling their guts about what they're thinking of doing in the draft to somebody who's loosely connected to the Patriots organization and them running it back and then doing some little deals if okay. you want that done. So, look, uh, who knows if this is real? And by the way, I had that wrong. It's not Tracy Wolfson. I'm uh, I'm reading through this uh, as it's being dropped in. Uh, but it was uh, a Vikings beat reporter. And the name is Darren Wolfson. Uh, Any covered, relation? Who covers the Vikings? I have no idea. 
Uh, it's Elliot Wolf's son, actually, is who it is. And so <laughs> this is the the latest details there. I, I think teams are going to be looking to move up. doesn't mean the Patriots want to move back. I would be against that. But I know there's a lot of Patriots fans out there that think that's good, think that's a good idea. Move down, collect assets, get three or four starters, like Tommy Curran said. Uh, you can sound off on that, 617-779-7937, the latest from Dakota Randall, uh, that the Vikings reached out at the Senior Bowl and would revisit with the Patriots about the Vikings moving up, the Patriots moving back at the Combine. Um, are you starting to feel bad for Bill? You've watched, you've watched more episodes than I have. I've seen the first four episodes of the Dynasty. I watched uh, episodes three and four last night when my mother-in-law left town. And I get the sense that some in the fan base uh, certainly feel like he's getting railroaded. I feel like he's getting scapegoated for sure and stabbed in the back. Are you feeling bad for him? First of all, I feel a lot worse for Christian Fourier because the third episode of this went to the first Super Bowl and then just yada yada past the Super Bowls that he was part of. It's like, oh yeah, and then they won two more and then Brady started dating Giselle and all of a sudden everyone hated the Patriots. Yeah, they skipped over that very quick. You know why? Because they spent two and a half episodes on 2001. I know. Two and a half. So I understand. There's more Wiggy in this than four. Yeah, seriously, there was. I think Wiggy at one, but didn't they catch Wiggy at the beginning of the third episode saying we're going to Bourbon Street or something like that? Uh, I remember Wiggy walking around with the AFC Championship and letting all the fans uh, touch the trophy. Man of the people, Jermaine Wiggins. He certainly was. So, no, that's why we got no 03, 04 is because we spent two and a half freaking (laughs) episodes on 2001. It was really heavy that way. I get it because, like, from a storytelling perspective, you're trying to establish them as they were this lovable underdog that nobody saw coming as a dynasty. So you want to spend a lot of time in establishing who those main players were and where they were coming from. There's a lot of backstory to those guys. Brady, Kraft, Belichick, you kind of get those in the first three episodes. But then you just zoom past where they actually became a first dynasty. You zoom through it. You get to this point with Bill. where well, he, just Real quick before you say that, they pass over so many great players. Yes. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, if you didn't know any better and you weren't a diehard Patriots fan, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they had Rodney Harrison. Like, they barely even show him. And it's kind of funny because... Like, Will Fork strolls through the right. locker room at one point, and if you didn't know any better, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they had Vince Wilk. Like, they just show him. Welker. They cut, They spend no time on I Wes Welker. I love Corey Dillon, that whole no, part there's, of, of the... the there's, like, two exist. lines. There's two lines where they're like, oh, yeah, we realized we didn't have the talent we needed. So we went and got Randy Moss. Right, that's and all it's they, like, that's it. there were some other moves in there. Yeah. You know, so some other stuff happened. I did, look, uh, you don't need to spend a whole episode on Wes Welker or Vince Wilfork, but like sometime on those teams or like other components of or the 2017 who Brady became exactly. over those next two Super Bowls. Might have been nice. That it would have been, been nice. anyway, that that this my this kind of a different point, but when you get to episode 4, I did think it was interesting how they set it up with the security guy who used to be the state cop. And yeah, the mayor of the Meadowlands, yeah. Exactly. And he's talking about this idea of how much he struggled with going undercover because he had this sense of he was betraying and being dishonest. And that kind of played a, diff- a couple different ways when you look at the Eric Mangini and Bill Belichick relationship. And so from a human perspective, I could understand Bill Belichick, you could make these through lines that he becomes this insular guy who brings his kids on staff eventually, only wants the people closest to him because because he becomes distrustful because one of his protégés goes and double-crosses him. But at the end of the day, he was still cheating. And that's kind of where I am with Bill on this whole thing, is that, yeah, I can understand the human perspective of who he eventually became, why he started talking to the media the way that he did, why he became more closed off, why he made these certain personnel decisions. But I'm also looking at it going, but you did cheat. And maybe a lot of other teams cheated too. 
That's always what's been said. The other teams, a lot of them were doing the same thing. Bill just got caught because of Mangini. That's fine. You still did it. Yeah, I don't I don't even mean specifically about Spygate. And if that's where you want to take it, that's fine. I just mean between Robert Kraft, the afternoon after him and Bill are up there hugging, when Bill says his farewell on a Thursday or whatever it was, and Kraft stabs him in the back two hours later when he does a Q&A that we played you live here on WEEI. And our first reaction was, holy crap, it's both holsters are aimed at Bill. Or even to a lesser degree, when you get Gerard Mayo last week, you know, meeting with the media. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to let our coaches have input here. And we're going to be an ego-free coaching staff, unlike Bill's giant ego was the inference. And, like, Mayo's stabbing him in the back. Then you get these episodes. And it's like, Bill did this, Bill did that. Are you starting to feel bad for Bill? And you're telling me, Mego, the same person who feels bad for everyone, Mac Jones, <laughs> among others, even you don't feel bad for Bill Belichick? I do, but I think the way that you're talking about it, where it's like he's on screen and he's squirming, I'm already coming from a place of I feel bad for how things ended up working out for Bill here and th- that he doesn't have a job now. But I still, to me, watching him on screen is still more like watching Nathan for you or watching that movie Along Came Polly yeah. where the guy has like IBS on a date. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like watching someone have IBS on a date. Wiping his ass with a ferret. <laughs> yes. yeah. right. That's what this experience That's is right, like. Yeah. Where it's like, it's just, it, it's painfully awkward. That's how I feel. I don't look at it. I, and okay. I, I think Kraft keeps coming off looking worse and worse. I, if anything, maybe it's making Bill more of a sympathetic figure. So, I wonder if that was Bill's strategy because my answer is no, I don't feel bad for Bill. And despite the little sob story from Steve Belichick with Chris Long uh, on the Greenlight podcast about, oh, my dad shows more personality. I was happy he could finally do it and blah, blah, blah. I don't feel bad for Bill because of the approach he took in this documentary. It's like he was it's like he was doing his Wednesday press conference. He answers questions the exact same way. Oh, yeah, I already referenced that. I don't really have anything to add. I mean, he talked like it was a Wednesday press conference. Because he doesn't want to talk about that. So the way Bill carried himself makes me not feel badly for him. But I do wonder if what you just said was a strategy where he goes, look, I'm not going to add anything to this because they're going to make themselves look bad. And I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to make the argument because they're going to make it themselves. I'll ask you, Patriots fans, there's a lot of you loyal to Bill Belichick. Why'd they move on from him? They're going to be worse without him. Are you feeling bad for the barrage? Just the dumping on Bill Belichick that this dynasty docu-series has been through the first four episodes, and I think it's going to continue. 617-779-7937. I'm a man of the people, Mego, so I haven't watched ahead, unlike you. Uh, But through the first four, it's pretty bad, and I expect it to get worse. I'm also starting to wonder four episodes in, what's the target audience? Like, who is this for? I want to get to that with all your phone calls right after trending with... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Garvin. Take Jones and Mego wherever you go. Just tell your smart speaker, hey Alexa, play EEI, play Jones. <laughs> this is Jones and Mego. Yeah, I hate Jones, Alexa, on WEEI. It's difficult to explain to people sometimes, but this game is like a narcotic. When you have success, every time you get a little bit, you want a little bit more. The highest highs that you feel each time that you win. You're chasing that forever. There was this group of us <laughs> that that became addicts together. And we were actually enabling one another. Some of us know it, some of us don't, some don't care. As time goes by, your relationship with the drug, it, it changes. After winning, instead of euphoria, it's just a relief. And when you lost, it was it was dark. You would do anything and everything to stop the fear of losing. Anything. And I do mean anything. Whoa. <laughs> anything. That was, was Scapioli. Yeah, seriously, that's the real Patriot secret. Anything. Uh, so that was uh, episode four of the Dynasty, focused on Spygate. And it's got me wondering exactly who the target audience of this thing is for. Uh, we'll get to that coming up here on Jones and Mego. No Arcand today or all week here on WEEI. Uh, a few questions for you on the phones at 617-779-7937. If you're following along with the Dynasty, and even if you're not, even if you just heard from Robert Kraft and you've heard from Gerard Mayo and you've you've read some of the media narratives that are out there, are you starting to feel badly for Bill Belichick? The way he's being portrayed, dirt's being shoveled on his grave, he's being scapegoated for what's gone down with the Patriots really since Tom Brady left. Some of it's fair. You know, I I don't want Bill back. I don't think Bill should have his job here or anything like that. I think he should have been gone sooner, in fact. But let's not blame him for everything that went wrong and scapegoat the crafts and scapegoat players like Mac Jones and things like that. Uh, so number one, are you starting to feel badly for Bill Belichick? Uh, you can also jump in on the phone, 617-779-7937. Our big question at two. Remains up at Jones and Mego. What interests you the most about the Combine? What do you want to hear from Elliot Wolf? What do you want to learn about the quarterbacks? Do you think the Combine's overrated? We can't learn anything. Or is it Gerard Mayo attending, which is different than Bill a year ago? You can vote 
at Jones and Mego. Again, you can sound off at 617-779-7937. The implication there from Pioli, who I think has been pretty interesting in this. Like, normally I see Pioli's media hits on NFL Network and wherever else, and I'm like, eh. But he's been pretty good in this, I think, to be honest. Um, he's been more like, hmm. Yeah, a little more like, hmm. Not like, meh. Less meh, more hmm. Mm. I agree. He, he's basically saying, you know, he goes into the whole drug analogy. Oh, the, high, the highs aren't as high. The lows are really low. So edgy. And you will do anything to score your next fix. Anything. And what they're going to do is push the envelope and do stuff that, depending on your view, maybe you need to do, maybe you don't need to do, which is stealing hand signals from the opponent, videotaping hand signals from the opponent, which was Spygate, as we know it. And... It gets me into a broader question about the Patriots and this docuseries. Who is this for? Because I feel like I know Patriots fans pretty well. I know how they think. I know how they tick. And my guess is they really enjoyed the first two episodes. I really enjoyed the first two episodes. Those were the Memba Berries. Those were the Memba. Yes. Let's remember the good times. And I remember. And some really cool stuff in terms of, I mean, like, oh, so cool. But it was awesome to see the condo that Ty Law fleeced Brady on. Some of the some of the unseen footage was great. That was fun stuff. And it remains great. Like and I, we got a little bit of that with the Super Bowl with the room. I think, yeah, sure. The uh, lawyer, lawyer Malloy. Lawyer Malloy swapping room. rooms with Bill Belichick. We had heard that story before, but I had never seen the footage. I, I wrote in my notes, I'm like, they had Robert Kraft commuting to work in the middle of Spygate. I'm like, have we ever seen this before? Like, li- little things like that. I like the behind-the-scenes Belichick talking to the locker room. I don't want to say anything about this jet <laughs> thing, okay? Just shut the f*** up. <laughs> this was great. <laughs> right. Some of the... So uh, Again, that makes Bill no. look good. Billy after they popcorn, scored, after they're just running over the entire 2007 season. Like, well, that, no. Was some cool no, stuff remember there. what that was? That was T.O. get your popcorn ready, and everybody's eating popcorn, or he's, or when they beat uh, the Washington football team 52 to nothing... That was a in, tough beat. In your face, Joe Gibbs. That shut him the F up, right? That was and tough so, like, for your girl. Some of that footage was great. I was at that game. And so some of that footage was great. But who is this for, Mega? Like, who's the target audience for this thing? Because my guess is there's a lot of Patriots fans who saw Spygate and said, I'm out. Like, they didn't want to revisit it because they were so disgusted <laughs> by it. And then, oh, my God, it goes into one of the most incredible seasons of football ever where – I did find it compelling the way that they edited Jonathan Kraft, where he's talking about players throwing up and crying after losing that Super Bowl. And then he's like, wait, wait, wait. I just want to make sure I say this the right way. And it's like, no, you just said it the right way. Unless that's inaccurate. That's the best description By I've ever a heard of it. factor of 10, the most emotional. And let me, sorry, let me just start over. Because, I mean, I'm watching guys throw up and cry on the floor. I, you know, I've never seen that. I've never, ever seen that. But I want to figure out how to describe it. That's uh, fine, Jonathan. We're going to use that take. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, all it to say. One thing with that, though, is like, that is proof that ownership didn't get every final edit there. Like, Jonathan was looking to re-edit. Right. And, hey, let me start over. I want to say it the right way. That's proof they don't get every single edit right there, right? Right. And and so I liked that. Like, I, I thought that that was an interesting little twist of editing. But overall, who is it for? These episodes, to me, this stretch right here has been the weakest. Um, I thought episode three and four didn't really introduce anything new. There wasn't a ton of interesting, never-before-seen footage. The most compelling part to me was honestly 
the Robin Glazer interview and the strange reenactments reenactment she did driving in her car and swinging a hammer down the hallway. And I'm not sure that that's the best look for ownership right now who's trying to insist that Robin Glazer doesn't have a seat at the table in the way that she's going to be heavily involved in football operations. Well, that's what we were talking about the other week when we read, we read the excerpt from the New York Post. Right. We knew this stuff was coming, and it's like... But she's like one of the most interesting parts of this little stretch of episodes because everything else is just, yes, everybody knows about the Boston Herald article and that they had to retract it and that that came back up right before the Super Bowl. I didn't know everybody... Jonathan Kraft threatened to buy the Herald. I didn't know that oh, and, said had... if it was, and said if it was worth buying. So I will say when I started at the Herald, that was still, I mean, this was many years later, and it was something that still hung over the paper and sports coverage and that people talked about how careful you had to be with that relationship. But all that to say, it just, it wasn't the best stretch for me. So I, I'm sitting here with you going, do, do Patriots fans want to revisit this? This isn't something like what's coming down the pipeline, which is the Aaron Hernandez episode is so captivating. It's so interesting and it's tough to watch, but you, it feels like, it's re- rewarding in the way that it's a compelling story. This is something that was dissected to death, and you don't really get anything new out of it. No, I mean, again, we'll play you some stuff coming up. The Glazer stuff, Ernie Adams, and we referenced uh, Robin Glazer first, so let's get to that first. But I am wondering who it's for. Like, are they trying to reel in non-Patriots fans with this? Because I don't think they're going to watch it. We talked about this before. The last dance we all watched was the middle of covid the, the Bulls dynasty had not been well covered. So we all watched that. Are you going to reel in Giants fans and Eagles? Like, I don't think you're going to, re- a Bears fan? I don't know that you're going to reel those people in. So who is it for? It feels like a craft legacy piece for sure. And I'm with you. Stuff like this from Robin Glazer does not help. And it was going to be a story. And so the NFL flew security personnel in again. And it was decided that we would destroy the tapes on premises. She's now walking down the hall with a hammer reenacting. Walking down the hallway and asking someone for a hammer. And they took the hammer to the tapes. And I'm on my hands and knees in a dress and high heels, picking up the tapes and throwing them away. I remember thinking to myself, all the news cycles, all the commentary, this is done. It's over. We've been fined. This is over. That is not at all what happened. No, it's not. That is not what happened whatsoever. It turned into a years-long and now, you know, decade-plus-long story about the Patriots. And I don't know. I mean, we, we can get into Spygate if you want. I want to play you Ernie Adams coming up. But, like, if it is a craft legacy piece and... It's what I think a lot of people are now starting to feel that it is. You know, it's Kraft Dynasty LLC putting this together. This is Robert's push to get into the Hall of Fame, right? And so I call Bill a real schmuck and all these things we've heard before. We've heard Robert say that before, mm-hmm. but just let's get it all in one place. So if you want to hold Spygate against me, don't hold that against me when it comes to my Hall of Fame candidacy. That was Bill. And I'm sure we'll see the same thing in Deflategate. You want to hold that against me? Don't hold that against me. That was Brady. And maybe that was even Bill's scheme and et cetera. I, I, I tried to stand up for Bill at the time, but I wasn't part of it. And so we'll see the Hernandez episode. I know you've seen that. I've not seen that yet. You told me 
Robert Kraft does not come out of that looking great. I don't think anyone comes out of it looking very good. So maybe maybe he's attempting to... Bill does to, not come out of it looking good. Maybe he's attempting to craft a certain narrative about himself, no pun intended, and it's a legacy piece to get into the Hall of Fame and it doesn't do what he thinks it's doing. But that that's really what I think this is for. I don't think you're going to attract Giants fans because you put in a Spygate episode. And I think you're going to turn off Patriots fans by putting that in. And so I now wonder, like... How many Patriots fans are going to stick with it? And you tell me, 617-779-7937. Are you liking it? Now that we're past 2001 and we're into Spygate and losing to the Giants, can you stomach it? Can you watch it? Are you going to continue to watch it? Because next up is going to be Aaron Hernandez and Deflategate. Like, is that the kind of thing Patriots fans are interested in? Do you want to see the end of days with Brady and Bill and Kraft? I'm curious to hear from you because my sense is, Mego, knowing Patriots fans and how sensitive they can be, a lot of them got to the Spygate episode and said, I'm out. I'm not watching this anymore. I'm done with it. Or when they realized it wasn't just going to be counting Super Bowls. That too. Going Super Bowl to Super Bowl. Here's the other thing I'm thinking about with the way that a lot of these docu-series work over the last several years. And this might be a gross way of saying this, but whatever. I, I think about Netflix. I think about Apple. I think about The Last Dance. Maybe it's just that we aren't in the most salacious parts. Because that's what sells for these things. When you're looking at a broader public, when you're not just looking at Patriots fans, you're not just looking at people in the Boston and greater Boston, New England market, you got to have something salacious to bring people there. And people will all go. I remember those headlines. I remember the crazy Deflategate thing. I kind of remember the Aaron Hernandez things. I'm talking about somebody who lives in Kansas yeah, or right, California right, or right. something like that. I live in because, Topeka. Right. Uh, what do I remember about the Patriots I kind of remember right. there was a guy who went to jail from the Patriots, but I don't remember what it was. And so maybe that's what they're going for. But this middle section feels very lost to me where it's like, you're right. You're turning off Patriots fans. All of a sudden you have Michael Strahan in there laughing his head off about how the Patriots right. are the devil and they're defeating the devil. And the other side's calling everybody else the devil. It's like, why is everyone the devil in this? You know, like that went on for so long in right. episode four. And so like to me, journalistically, I think they're doing the right thing. You should, you can't do a, we asked Jeff Benedict about this when he was in the studio the other week. He's the the author of the book. He's an executive producer on the docuseries. And we asked him, like, journalistically, you have to you have to cover that stuff. You have to cover Hernandez, and you have to cover Spygate and Deflategate. You have to. The end of days with Brady and Bill. But I just wonder if Patriots fans want to watch it. And if Patriots fans aren't watching it, I wonder how valuable it is for us as a show and us talking about it in the media. So I'm just curious. I've liked it. I've enjoyed it. But I watched it and had the distinct feeling that, like, Patriots fans may be shutting that thing off the second they got to 17-0, and and I'm already seeing it. Dubs, 98-5. I haven't watched it yet because I don't know if I want to relive the 18-0 and crap again. You know, you're seeing stuff like that. I, I have a feeling Patriots fans feel that way, but Ryan, you're shaking your head. I mean, so you're just going to bury your head in, yes. in the sand and not acknowledge yes. how tumultuous and difficult it was for this organization oh, to days. exist as it did? Look, the whole undefeated season going into the 07 Super Bowl against the Giants... I, excruciating it's brutal but i think you can also get some appreciation of how things went going forward that there was this purity to the first couple of of super bowl trophies and then you have this drought and then they go on and rattle off three more under really difficult circumstances yeah, you gotta watch you, the david tyree catch and you gotta be you it's gotta, a part you, of it is you gotta a be part called of the your history patriots i know fans. but patriots it's fans, all part of it patriots fans have amnesia like they forget how much of a cheating organization listen to ernie adams if you want if you want the biggest smoking gun that this was significant 
and that there's more to it than we know about. Robin Glazer smashing tapes, for God's sakes. Listen to Ernie it's, Adams. You're going to hear like Willie McGinnis and Damian Woody. Like all these people who are lifelong Patriots still don't really understand who or what okay. Ernie Adams is. So just, just no, we read this quote last week because, you know, the way the embargo on, on some of this these these episodes work is usually a week before the two come out, you can start releasing some of the info. So we read these quotes. I knew they were coming. And I still felt like this was incredibly damning by Ernie Adams. Ernie Adams, I don't even know how to describe him. We used to see this guy walking around. He had these glasses, this mustache. Always talking to Belichick in private. They were always like kind of whispering. Ernie Adams being at the center of Spygate made perfect sense to me. He's a football savant. Ernie Adams is a genius. There's not one detail that Ernie Adams would not know about. Just so you know, on this whole video thing, the video thing? The Jets game in 2007. Oh, okay. call it Spygate. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to reopen it. Well, we have to talk it a little bit. Yeah, right. But just, just you know, I mean, this is, you're not going to, I'm not, like, could I tell you stories? Yes. Am I going to, no, I got some, I, I, this is, I, it's going to the grave with me a little bit. Okay. Well, let's just talk about it. We'll see where we go. Can okay, something so, go to the grave with you a little bit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. So that, that voice is Matt Hamachek. I'm guessing that's the oh, director. Yeah, yeah. And so Ernie Adams says he's going to take it to the grave a little bit. My guess as to how that all went down, I have no idea. The second Ernie Adams sat down, the second he sat down and started doing interviews, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to talk about this. You got ask me about whatever you want. I'm not talking about this. I'm taking it to the grave with me a little bit. That's my guess as to how that went down. And so, like, he went in being like, I, I'm not going to talk about this. They didn't ask him. I'm not. The, Matt Hamachek, his voice. The video. Could I tell you stories? Yes. Am I going to? No, I got some. This is. It's going to the grave with me a little bit. He's like, well, let's just talk about it. We'll see where we go. The taping thing. He's like, the taping thing? Yeah, Spygate, Spygate. Ernie. Spygate. And so just don't tell me they weren't doing anything. And I think that's hard for Patriots fans to deal with. But text line 37937. Jones, you have no idea what you're talking about. Us diehard Patriots fans are eating this up. So you tell me. Am I right or am I wrong? Yes, Megan. But I don't even think it's just about for Patriots fans. This is on Apple TV Plus. Mm -hmm. Is there enough out there no. if they're turning off Patriots fans with some of the stuff that they're talking about because they don't want to relive that? Is there enough out there for the general public to go, ooh, that's interesting you, enough for me to watch? Maybe I'm totally off on this. Do you get the sense the general public is watching it? Not really, but I don't interact with the general public outside. I think of Patriots Boston fans are watching it. I, I don't I don't think generic Bears fan like Brian back there are watching it. Like, I don't think generic Giants fan or Seahawks fan, I don't, I don't think they're watching it. I can be way off base on that. I don't think they are. I think the best way to put it is it will be watched. It will be consumed. But as far as like, okay, it's Thursday night, it's Friday I have morning, to watch it. and I have to watch this right now, I don't think you're getting that outside of the region. But going forward, I've had enough people, you know, who are not Patriots fans tell me like, oh, yeah, when this thing is like in its entirety, I'll binge watch, you know, the 10 episodes. But no, as far as like living and dying on every episode, like we are, no, I don't think we're you're going to get that right now. All right, so who's it for and who's watching it? And are you turned off by the Spygate stuff? Can you stomach it? Can you deal with Ernie Adams saying he's going to go to the grave with it? Which pretty much tells you what they were up to and you how bad it was. this is going to be 60 minutes of hard football. No, every team was doing it. Every team was doing it just like us, but I'm taking it to the grave. 617-779-7937. That's how you get in touch with Jones and Mego. No Arcan today here on WEEI. We'll continue with your Patriots thoughts. And are the Bruins finally ready to take my advice at the trade deadline. We'll get to it next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Boston Sports Original, on the go, wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. You're listening to Jones and Mako on WEEI. The number of uh, overtimes taking a toll here, you think? Five in a row. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't been good enough. Rolling, teases it up, and scores! The Bruins fail a hold a lead. I have to look at, you know, uh, the player usage. And who's who's on the ice? Like we know it already, but um, I'm probably going to the well too often with the same players. Harder to accept tonight the way this ends, or the fact that you lost a two-goal lead again. The two-goal lead bothers me more than the OT, to be honest. You know, um, it's a game you should close out. It's a game you should close out. Yeah, I don't like the way we sat back, um, and we had some costly mistakes that that are that are mental awareness breakdowns. Two-gold third-period lead and are defeated in overtime for the second straight game. This Bruins team continues to have the same issues, Mego. Over and over and over again, they can't protect leads. They're just a group of misfits stuck in detention on a Saturday. It's precisely what it is. It's uh, the Bruins club is what they are. And so they have a 2-0 lead third period against the Canucks. They blow that lead. They lose in overtime. Like, they're still picking up points. They continue to get points against Vancouver and Calgary. They embarrassed Vancouver when they were in Boston. You know, they beat the Oilers uh, last week. Seemed like they were riding the ship, the Stars. So it's not like they're getting run off the ice by some of the better teams in the league or, uh, you know, not competing on this West Coast trip. But protecting leads has been an issue for them. And at some point, you do wonder the snowball effect of it. You continue to do it. You continue to look over your shoulder. You continue to not really feel that you can protect these leads, and you're expecting the worst. And so you're up 2 nothing. You give up a goal. And instead of saying, hey, we're going to batten down the hatches here, it's, oh, crap, and the floodgates open up. That feels like what's going on with the Bruins. I, I felt it was interesting that Jim Montgomery said there in that clip that, well, I feel like I'm relying on the same guys over and over and over again. And I don't know if... That's a shot at Sweeney and like, He's hey, saying, we need, I need some new guys. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that's what that is or if he really was taking uh, a look at how he's been handling that situation or maybe it's a shot at some of the guys on the roster. But that caught my ear when he said it for sure. Yeah, I think that that whichever way that you think that he meant it, either way, it seems direct. Like it's either direct to himself and how he's managing the lines and who he's looking at and maybe who he's not giving chances to that he needs to 
or it's a direct shot at, hey, trade deadline's coming up in uh, just a, a little over a week, and we need serious reinforcements here because I we're ending up with six out of the last seven going into some kind of overtime because I am going to the same guys and I'm getting the same results, which is when we win, we're barely squeaking by, and a lot of times we're giving up these leads. So how can the Bruins upgrade? We've talked about this a lot, and it continues to remain the biggest question for me with the Bruins. I think they're good, and I think they're worth investing in. But if you're going to invest, how do you do it? Elliot Friedman on his 32 Thoughts podcast uh, late last week or over the weekend. I forget where this first aired. Uh, but he seems to think the Bruins could actually, finally, really look at what I think they need to do, which is trade all, Mark. Teams out there do believe that the Bruins are trying to upgrade their roster. And all you have to do is look at what they are capable of and say, it's not coming out of the draft. Do they really want to deal their top prospects, some of whom have already played in the NHL? I don't think so. So if they want to make changes, it probably has to come off their roster. And that's why I think people are looking at Allmark. Now, I don't think it's impossible. He has some control but the whole thing is, if the Bruins are trying to win the Stanley Cup, then why would you subtract from one of your greatest strengths? Okay, so put that to the side. You're one of your greatest strengths. You can only play one goalie. You can't play two goalies at once. Oh, So, right, that shouldn't be earth-shattering. Why would you do it? You can't play two goalies. You, just, you can't do it. And so if you're worried about one of them getting hurt or running one of them into the ground and you want both available just to cover yourself, fine. But that's why they do it. You're dealing from a position of strength to shore up a position of weakness. I hope the Bruins actually do this. No, I don't think so. Like, I, I, I hope they move him. And trust me, the no movement clause gets so overrated. If you tell Linus Allmark, we're going to play Jeremy Swayman every night, you're not going to play in the postseason. Or you can go be Edmonton's goalie every night and you can start in the postseason. He's going to waive his no movement clause. You know, maybe you got to give him some kind of assurance or they have to give him some kind of assurance. He's going to waive it. If you say you're going to sit the bench and you're not going to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs, he will waive his no-movement clause. So I think that's overrated. I absolutely think the Bruins should do this. I thought they should have sold high last year. I think they could have gotten more last year. But whatever. You can't you can't bring in a player without moving somebody off the roster. I think he's the perfect player to move. And I, I'm somewhat encouraged in league circles. It sounds like it's being kicked around. Yeah, I wonder how much they're hedging it because of their arbitration situation with Swayman and knowing that there's going to be a contract then that they have to pay out there and it's a move for right now and then you're going all in on one player. But at the end of the day, like you said, we didn't you learn this in the postseason last year? you got to choose one of these guys. You can't just go, we have the greatest goalie tandem in the history of the NHL, and that's our the identity of our team. Like, at some point, one guy, I truly believe, has to be the starting goalie, and then there's a backup. And I think that Swayman has asserted himself for the most part this season to be the starting goalie, and Linus is the backup. And if you trade your backup and you can get really good value at this point for him back... And then you bring in, like, you elevate somebody else as a backup. It's not, I don't understand why it has to be this extremely uh, precious situation with the Bruins where both the goalies are just untouchable. So the only thing I would say is Swayman has not played as well lately. Like you say, he established himself. Right, I was but his ask you numbers that. overall. They're better. Are They're better. better than Allmark. And, and the whole team has been in this slide since the All Star break. Thank you. And I just, I just really don't trust Allmark in the postseason. I've seen it. 
it's not like Swayman's taking you to go win a cup or anything like that, but I've seen enough out of Allmark where he falls apart and melts in the postseason, and I'm not interested in seeing it again. So what do you guys think? Bruins, trade deadline, can't protect the lead. Should they move Allmark? 617-779-7937. Mike's in the car, wants to discuss the dynasty. Go ahead, Mike. Hi. uh, Yeah, so I want to start by saying I've been a Patriots fan for 45 years, like hardcore Patriots fan, and I haven't watched an episode yet because – I, when I found out they don't cover the second and third Super Bowl, it completely turned me off. That is the dynasty right there, was that beginning of it. And I believe the reason why they did it is this is just kind of a smear campaign against Belichick, is what it seems to me. Yeah, so I think it is it is a bit of a smear campaign against Bill, although some of the 2001 stuff they give him is due, for sure. But it feels like as we move along, it's more trashing Bill. Now, there was a nice moment when we found out that he gave Lawyer Malloy his hotel room and then every day at practice was like hey how's that room is everything okay for you now i I feel like that story we we knew that story but it was interesting to see some of the footage that was one of the rare moments when bill kind of played along in his interview oh yeah oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. no for sure the randy moss uh bill was a normal human yeah yeah yeah. that's true too he played he played up that if there there, i just wish there was an opportunity for bill belichick to be able to be a part of this documentary and actually give his take on what transpired oh no that's right he he doesn't he won't he doesn't feel for whatever reason so, patriots fans are worthy of an answer for why things happen the kay. way they happen i think mego hit on maybe why earlier he just knows that look if i just kind of don't participate in this i'll be looked at as you know stiff and unwilling to participate but i'm not going to say the wrong thing and if robert Kraft is on camera for 10 hours 12 hours what he's going to He's going to make himself look bad, and I don't have to do it. it. And furthermore, you know Bill's probably planning some kind of legacy feature with NFL films on his own. Yeah, that's that's right. So I'm not going to drive everybody to Robert Kraft's vehicle. Come watch mine in a year or two when I'm going to tell my side of the story and my version of the dynasty. I'm sure is part of what's going on there as well. The 0304 thing is completely valid. Like that, that was rushed, completely rushed. And they as I said earlier, maybe 90 seconds. They, John Bon Jovi, Mego, you were right about this. Why does John, John Bon Jovi need to be in this? Bon Jovi got more time talking about the Patriots. It was in Belichick's rider. Then 03 he and 04. Must, must appear for 30 It was seconds. crazy. So like there's so many good players they glazed over and good wins. Like I, I think I heard Andy Hart talking about this. Like, oh, you want to see the, the intentional safety in Denver in 2003? It's not a thing. It's not in there. So, like, if you want to relive some of those moments, the member berries, if you want to relive those, they're not it. That that's completely valid. Okay, that's but not what this may, is about. maybe to counter that, like, did we need to spend three episodes basically on like Drew Bledsoe no, and how I the, agree. the inception? Like, no, that's the thing. Like, you're going, you're one, getting some stuff, but you're not. You it's ten episodes. You're not going to get everything. I liked Man in the Arena. Man in the Arena did do this, and Man in the Arena pretty much spent an episode on all ten of the Super Bowls Brady went to. The wins, the losses. And they could have spaced out 2001 more and put more of a focus on 0304. They chose not to. And I do think that was a mistake. And I think Patriots fans, if you're watching, will be turned off by that. 617-779-7937. I want to see Ricky Prohl sit down and just be like, look, I don't know. I don't understand why we can't beat this team whenever I'm in the Super Bowl. It's true. Ricky Prohl, uh, he was making big plays late in those Super Bowls, though. Let me tell you. Very Carolina, underrated. the Rams, massive plays. Just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, we'll get back to our big question of the day as well. Uh, combine week in Woo! Indianapolis. What interests you the most? Mego's excited. Dork party. What interests you the most about the combine? It's our big question of the day. We'll get to that next. You're listening to Jones and Mega on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.